Promotional consideration paid for by the following. My family! He's got a gun! Someone's breaking into your home. What do you do? Call 911? It takes the police an average of 35 minutes to respond to a 911 call. In that time, a burglar could have his way with your wife, smoke a cigarette, flip her over and go in for seconds. Don't let the worst happen to you. It is vital that you protect yourself. Do it the patriotic way. That's right! Ammunition has all the equipment you need to protect your family from the evils of a liberal society. Fixed, mounted, and shoulder-held submachine guns, mortars, surface-to-wear and all manner of heat-seeking missiles, and just in to celebrate the Gulf War, pink and blue tracer bullets so you can protect your family in the dark. Start the week off right on Make My Day Mondays with two-for-one on maim, strafe, and kill landmines. Got Gulf War syndrome? Get ten bucks off all machine gun rentals. Hey, if you love your family, Prove it with a gun. Ammunition. Protecting your rights. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode 368, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I gotta tell you what, I gotta tell you something. It's a secret. I'm pumped for the show. As I always am, because with me, as always am, it's the Light Bear, the Light Bringer, the Light Bear, bringing the Beastmaster. Third Shift, it's Eric, and he's here to tell us how his week was. Hey, Eric, huh? I know huh? how your week was, oh. but tell the people how your week was. I'll tell the people, hey, I had a lot of problems. My leg, my foot's in more particular. <laughs> so about Wednesday last week, started to ache, be a little grouchy, and I'm like, all right, this don't seem great. Of course, as the week ended, pain, foot torture and i went that's fine okay i just got the weekend i'm out to make sure i don't do much this weekend get on the whole sit back relax it'll go away i've had this issue before right foot's just pain 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 no good so weekend came weekend went it was starting to feel better come monday but then monday night just went right back right back to just all hell broke loose came to work and i've been hobbling along until just this morning, I uh, did a whole bunch of the stretches and the exercises and bought the brace thing that everybody, you know, was recommending on the YouTubes and et cetera, et cetera. And it worked. Felt much better today. Went to work. Was able to get through the whole day. However, by the end of the day, the pain was coming back and all the issues were starting to come right back. Because, of course, well, it doesn't just go away. And if you go stand on your feet and walk all day long constantly... What do you expect? It's not going to heal itself if you just don't let it heal. So here we are again, right before the show, doing the exact same stuff I did yesterday. Hot water baths, rolling the foot, doing this, doing that. I'm going to sleep with the brace on, all this good stuff. And I'd love to tell you, hey, don't worry, guys, gals, etc. The weekend's coming. I'm going to go ahead and kick off and relax again, except I'll keep doing the exercises and the stretching and everything. It's all for sure. Next week, man... It's going to be back of the mind, not a big issue. No, it's quarter in. So I don't get a weekend. I got to go to work every day and keep walking for 10 hours straight. So I fear for me. It's going to be craptacular. It's going to be, it's going to start. Every day is going to start decent and then it's going to end poorly. And every day is going to start. De- I'm gonna, that's, this is the rotation I have until the following weekend when I actually get a real weekend again. So that's my life in that regard. In the game regard, though, I played, as I mentioned on a wonderful little show that we do for our patrons, 
uh, some cyberpunk. Got that loaded up, got that ready, got that going. I'm ready to rock and roll with the Phantom Liberty DLC, which is already out. Everybody's playing it. Everybody's going nuts. Everyone's saying it's great. Everyone's saying Cyberpunk's 2077 is like one of the best games in the world. Me and Matt already knew that. Me and Matt, we established that a long time ago when Cyberpunk came out. The fools, the degenerates, the ones who, I can't get past these bugs in the PS4. It doesn't work. This game sucks. Those guys and gals who couldn't get past that and just realized, yes, Cyberpunk screwed up. You know, CD Projekt Red did by releasing a hot piece of garbage on the PS4 knowing it wasn't going to work well. I get it. But then they trashed the game as well. And the game had nothing wrong with it. The game was great. But they just couldn't look past that one thing. And it was a whole piece. And everybody got lots of clicks and love off of it. So they all went with it. Me and Matt knew. We knew it was great. And now all these fools, these suckers, coming in late, coming in with their little hot take years later, now trying to get you all on the bandwagon of 2077. And I got to say, I wasn't going to say it, but since you brought it up, I love the the reverse osmosis narrative that everybody's doing. Oh, yeah, actually, Cyberpunk was always a really great game, except like two weeks ago before you played it again and enjoyed it. You said, ah, ha, ha, CD Projekt Red released the worst thing in the world. Cyberpunk was terrible. But now that it's back out and you've jumped in it again and it's really good, you go, well, I I actually loved it the whole time, Mm -hmm. even though all I did was trash it before. No, 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 no. It it was always good, but that's not not what you told everybody. That's not what you said. That's not what you told the world. You're a liar. You're a liar. You got on the bandwagon for the clicks and you said what the narrative told you to say and you did it. These jabronis coming out here, acting like fools, saying what they didn't say two years ago or whatever the hell it was at this point. It drives me nuts. I hate it so much. I'm just, you know what? Stand by what you said. You said it was trash. You said it was garbage. Don't come in here trying to tell me now. Oh, actually, I did like it back then, but it's definitely really great now. (laughs) This is the best thing ever. Shut up. Shut up. Go step on a rake and then fall in a ditch. Go do that. That's what I want you to do. Because now it's cool, Matt. It's cool. Hey, everybody. Man, wow. Phantom Liberty's rocking. It's on my stream. Come check out Hot Hot PPPZ, baby. Woo! I'm streaming it all day long because Cyberpunk's the best. Because that's what's hot to say right now. That gets you the clicks. I'm just, God. Sometimes I don't know why I watch all these streams and the Twitch stuff and do all these things, man. I really don't. Sometimes it bugs me that everyone's so fickle. And silly, and it's ridiculous. I I will say, though, I'm not just saying this to be devil's advocate. It is good that it is getting some love, though. True. I mean, regardless of whether the people are realsies or fakesies, it's good to see it blowing up and getting some actual, like, good eyes on it and people just saying good stuff. People saying no bad stuff, just saying good stuff. It's good. I like it. Congrats. Yeah. Well, there you go, CD. You know, it's late, but there you go. You're getting your shine finally. And I got to tell you, I can't wait for myself to hop in. Hence why this whole thing started. I got it back downloaded. I got in there. They had new missions going for me. I was having such a good time with it. I'm ready for it. But the foot issue prevented me from playing because I don't want to play while I'm suffering and sitting here in misery. I want to play while I'm in a good mood, happy, ready to go. So I'm saving that tasty, juicy little nugget for the day I can just sit here for hours on end and give it the uh, attention and love it deserves and of course, with that, I played Sea of Stars. 
and I told everybody on uh, Patreon all about that. You, everybody listening right now, I won't tell all about that, because I told the patrons about it. I'll just tell you, I'm playing Sea of Stars. Good game, great game. Brings back all the nostalgia, as I already said. Will I finish it this week? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? With quarter in? Probably not, to be truthful. I'll probably just watch anime and let this week uh, go by, as I always do when quarter in comes. But who knows? Maybe I'll get a bug on my butt and we'll get some games going. Anime-wise, folks, I'm telling you, I hate this point in anime right now. I always hate it. It's in, And this happens all the time, every season. Right in between the seasons, you know, where you get your fall season, your winter season, your summer season, spring season. There's no shows on. There's nothing new coming because you know it's all coming like in two weeks or whatever it is. And all your seasons are pretty much all wrapped up. All the, all the episodes are over. So you have this lull for two, three weeks where there's nothing except for you going back and scrounging through obscure anime you haven't seen yet or whatever. And sometimes you find gems. It's true. But, man, it sucks for an anime binge watcher like me where you're just sitting here feasting, itching, just hoping there's something to watch and you know there's not but you still go on to Crunchyroll like an addict and go over like maybe there's like a you know because sometimes they'll do those bonus episodes you know those little point point fivers or whatever <laughs> is there one <laughs> no oh man damn it you could always just go watch Golden Boy or any of the other animes that you know your friends or anybody else has talked about from back in the day and rewatch some of those or maybe see them for the first time boom I do rewatch some stuff, but I try to avoid that just because it got in a bug in my butt years ago. Like, I don't want to be the rewatch guy. I had a buddy named Dan, and he got stuck in his old life. And that's all he did was just rewatch all of our old favorite enemies, reread all of our old favorite books. Never read anything new, never watched anything new. It was just the 10, 15 things that we did in this chunk of lifetime, this period of life. And he never did anything else. And I didn't want to be like that. I'm like, no, I want to make sure I see new things and watch new things and read new things. I want to scrounge and watch things that I don't like just because they're new. Just because I think (laughs) maybe, I don't know, it's something new. Instead of watching my favorite thing and having a smile on my face for two hours. And then the next week, the next thing will drop. See, come on, man. You just got to break those false barriers, dude. I don't know. That's not a false barrier. I'd say it's a half false barrier because I don't like people that do get stuck in the past and can't come up with anything new or see anything new. I just I just reword this book again that I've read eighty seven times. You do know there's other authors that are like fantastic, right? You should probably like maybe upgrade yourself. This from the man who wants to reread Wheel of Time and stuff. Get out of here with this. Stop talking. But you I, know what? Your I, week's over. No, no, it's no, no, over, no. Eric. I've got You're done. millions it's of over. new books. And don't no no no. You are not getting me on that. I've read a thousand books, a million books. I am not stuck on one series. I do reread that series because it's one of my favorites, but I always do new books and new stuff. Don't get, don't even try that. Don't even try it. Nostalgia's fine, but when you get in in its grips, it's not fine. When it, when it gets you in its grips, no good. Twenty six books is, is awesome. too deep. It's too much. A thousand it, books is too is, much. Yeah, it's pretty. It is pretty wild. Now, I ain't gonna lie. It's not like I read them all, man. I skip through them. You know, my favorites are the ones I read. 
I know them all, so it's not like I have to go read my the ones I don't like. I go, yeah, I know. Perrin's an idiot in this one. Whoop, throw it in the trash. Let's get to the next one. So you skip the 300 pages of absolutely nothing, and you find the boss fight yes. at the end, which is five pages, and you go, oh, hey, the, the villain actually showed up. There he is. Oh, he's dead. Okay, okay. Well, uh, well on to the next book. And then, like, I know Naive in this whole area, the, all the chapters leading up to this point is boring in hell, and I just skip those. And I'm just reading all the tasty bits. And there you go. And I already know because I've read it a million times. I know what happens. I know what Naive says. It's not uh, like I'm an idiot. I just get to the good bits. Those are the good stuff. Oh, come on, man. Fine. My, my week's head. over. I'm shaking my head. Matt's, Matt, he just, he's trying to ruin my week. You know, just, What's your week, man? What are you doing? Well, I'm joining Eric on the foot pain train because I've got a right foot issue. It's not as bad as Eric's. I'm not hobbling around, but it's nagging and it's bothering me. And then I just had a back issue. So it's a great time to be alive for Eric and Matt. But it is a good time to be alive for Matt because it's not going down to dark pit. I'm just staying on the top of this plateau. That's all it is. I'm just I'm moving steadily across because possibly, maybe, there is still one more day that my boss could come up and be like, Hey, um, you know, actually... uh. I know we told you the last two times were the last time, but uh, could you could you actually work quarter end? Like, is 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 humanly possible? It could still happen. So for now, there's a weekend, but it's still veiled in mist. I won't believe it until I wake up on Saturday morning and it's an actual weekend. But last weekend was the jam. It was the it was the raspberry jam on top of a toasty croissant, because. I'll skip to Sunday first, because I got more to say on the Saturday. Sunday, Lansing Symphony Orchestra, chamber concert, a string quartet, fantastic. Just wonderful. A good time was had by all, except for all the weird old people there with all their complaints and stuff before and afterwards. Whatever. Music was great. It's always good to go to those and have a great time and experience new music. And boy... <laughs> the day before, on Saturday, A.W. came to town, except not to our town because our town is too small. Nobody ever comes to our town. They come to Detroit or Grand Rapids. They came to Grand Rapids for collision. You know me, folks. You know I love the live events. I love going to see things live, front row, in person. And you know I love pro wrestling. So I saw it front row, live, in front of me, Ring of Honor tapings, A.W. Collision Live fantastic a wonderful show and i'll tell the story on the podcast because i don't have anywhere else to tell it there's a wrestler brian danielson used to be daniel bryan in wwe he's been around for a long time ring of honor like 2004 or so he is when he started he's getting to be tail end of his like full-time active career now he's even said it on the show on dynamite he says well i told my daughter when she's seven i'm gonna stop wrestling full-time and be a dad and she's turning seven in however many months so i'm gonna start winding it down and I was like, oh, that sucks. And it doubly sucks because I haven't followed him his whole career. But lately, you know, he's been in AEW putting on incredible matches. Just rocket busters. Amazing. Like, physically brutal. Like, the storytelling. Fantastic. Amazing. I see why he's been a legend for so long. At the Collision Show. It's him versus Ricky Starks. Younger guy on the come up. In a Texas death match. Brutal. Blood. Chairs. Whipping. Chains. Straps. It was great. A fantastic story, a fantastic, you know, physical story of the match. You know what I'm saying. And afterwards, cameras are off. He rolls to the outside, literally right in front of me. He sits on the apron and he looks up at the crowd. He looks around every, like all the different sections. We're all giving him a standing ovation because it was a great show, great match. And I see him go, thank you. And he points, thank you, thank you. 
to everybody in the crowd, not, you know, everybody specifically, but to the crowd. And he hops off the apron and he comes straight over and there's a lady and a dude right next to me. He looks dead at that lady and the guy and says, thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming to the show. And he looks at me and says, thank you. And he shakes my hand. This bloody man went through this, you know, brutal battle and he's, He's thanking me for being here for him. And I said, thank you. And he walked down towards the ramp. And I watched his back as he walked away. And I realized, you know, I've only seen this guy wrestle maybe twice in person. And I went, this might be the last time I ever see him live. You know, for people who aren't wrestling fans, why is that a big deal? Translate it to like sports. If you got to see one of Tom Brady's last home games or LeBron James suit up for whatever your home team is and he's going to retire at the end of the season, and sure, you can watch him in the playoffs on TV from a million miles away, but you got to see him live and he came up and dapped you. You know, he gave you a handshake, gave you a fist pump, and you got to see that live. Or if you're a music person, if you heard it was Blind Guardian's last U.S. tour and you got to go see him in concert live, boom, and maybe... You know, a post-show where you got to shake their hands and say, thanks, guys, for all the memories. And sure, they might play a spot show in Germany that you'll see on the internet, but you won't be there. This was that. And I was like, damn. Wow. I was struck by the moment. It felt cool. It felt good. I mean, it was a sad moment, but you know what I'm saying. The, the magnitude of it just went, wow, awesome. So that was real life. That was a good, real-life time and then after that was like two more hours of more Ring of Honor tapings. It was just great. I love wrestling, and it was just awesome to be there and, and have a great time doing it. On the video game front, I've only been playing Starfield. That's all I've been playing. And I haven't played it as much as I want because it's been a busy week, but it's just been wonderful and great. And the patrons will know, because it'll drop a little bit after this show, they will know about all the crazy stuff I've been up to in that. The base building and the, the level farming and all the stuff. It's working out great. It's working out well. And I've hit the point where I'm like, I did a couple levels. All right, it's time to go explore some more. And I bought a new ship and I'm going around getting more crew. And I'm now on this planet doing its storyline stuff. And it's just, ooh, it feels good. And I love it. And it makes me happy. And the only thing that makes me sad is that... I can't get back into cyberpunk because this game and that game are too similar, like in my brain space. If I want to play a big, exciting sci-fi RPG, which one am I going to play? Ah, uh, uh, I'll just play nothing because I'm too torn up about the decision. So I'm excited to get into cyberpunk, but I need to finish Starfield first, but there's too much Starfield left. So I'm going to not stress about that. And I'm just going to play my Starfield and have a great time. And that's what I've been doing this week. It's been a great week for Mr. Matt. Man, that is terrible news for me because I'm going to play Cyberpunk and we're going to do the usual at this point. Uh, hey, guys, I played Cyberpunk, but I can't tell you a word about it because Matt's going to play it someday. But Cyberpunk's fun. It's got guys and gals who do things and it's fun. It's got like, wow, motorcycles. And it's not right. like I don't want to play it. I do <laughs> desperately want to play it, but I know it'll be that constant war in my head. So I, mm -hmm. I know you shouldn't worry about it. I get it, but yeah. it just sucks. It's the usual thing we do where we play games, hop, skip, staggered. Sh staggered to each other, and we never get to actually have, except for FF16 in recent memory, yeah, yeah. that good conversation right then and there. So I guess I'll just have to be vague and, and have a good time with it and uh, eventually get to talk to Matt about it. But you know what else there is to talk about? 
It's a game that's going to get overlooked. Hopefully it doesn't. It's called Silent Hope. All right, everybody. This is a game developed by Marvelous Entertainment and published by Exceed Games. You know I'm paying attention. I always pay attention when Exceed's doing something because they've got a, all, I, I think they have a lot of like silent hits, you know, like games that are great, but they just don't get that big push and get the big name popping up and going on. So I'm going to name it here and talk about it a little bit here. It's it's a, an action an action RPG type game. You know, you got the hack and slash combat, but the whole gist of it is pretty simple. You go into this kingdom, and the king took the voices of the people away, and then, of course, proceeded to jump into the abyss. All right? This made his daughter very sad. She cried and cried and cried and cried. In fact, she cried so much that she created a crystal around herself with her own tears and then sat there for over a 100 years waiting for somebody to come help. Well, seven silent heroes come, and of course these seven silent heroes have different attributes, different skill sets. You got your adventurer, you got your wanderer, you got your farmer, etc. You know the deal. You know how it goes. One's an archer, one's a thief. They all come, and they say, we're going to save the day. The princess says, woohoo, this is great. You jump into the abyss, and you start going through all these different uh, procedure-generated dungeons, trying to find the checkpoints, which are the teardrops, of course, of the princess, which allow you to go back up and kind of like have savesy spots, you know, of where you are grinding and how you're getting down there. And while you're doing this, you're going to be collecting loot, collecting materials, et cetera, et cetera. So when you get back up to the top, which is your hub, you're going to be in this like little village type looking thing. Your seven heroes are also, guess what? Blacksmith, farmer, data, you know, alchemist, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to take the materials you got, you're going to use them to get more food, potions, gear, all that good stuff. And then you're going to go back down to the grind and you're going to keep going down those dungeons, procedure generated, boom, 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 hacking and slashing. Like I said, using one of the seven different characters whom you can switch, you know, switch out whenever you're up top at the hub. So you don't have to choose one. So if you get to a floor and you notice that it's better to have an archer, well, you just go up, get your archer, come back down, get through that section. Oh, it's better to have the farmer. You know what I'm saying. You go do that, and you just keep doing that. And, of course, there's bosses at the end of all these things. And then while you're down there, there's, like, time trials you can find, which, if you beat them, will give you even more cool gear, better stuff to go up, you know, back up to the hub and upgrade yourself with. There's also, uh, like, other challenges as you're going down through the procedure-generated dungeons you can do to further get more gear. But it'll be, like, wave, like wave attempts. But they're challenging. So it's like a risk, you know, reward kind of thing going on. Like, do I attempt this and die and then lose my stuff here and have to go back? Because it is a rogue light, not a rogue like a rogue light. You don't lose everything, but you can lose the stuff you had if you don't go back up to the hub and get it distributed and all that good stuff. So when you encounter these little portals going into these challenges, you have to make that decision. Am I ready for this? Can I do this? Or should I be safe and not do this? But if you don't, you might lose out on some awesome gear. Graphics-wise, it's, uh, I don't know, it's got the, it's old-school charm, okay? And it's perfect because it's on the Switch, and it's also on the PC. But it, you can tell, you know, it was designed with the Switch in mind. Portable handheld. It's got these really cool, vibrant colors, very upbeat music. It's got that nice RPG charm that you come to see, like I always mentioned with, like, Sea of Stars recently. It's got that vibe going for it. So if you want, like, a, an action RPG where it's more just quick battle, like I said, hack and slash... Pick your comrade that you feel comfortable with, dual blades, uh, boxing, sword and shield, all that's all there. But maybe be willing to change it up or maybe not. Who cares? Who knows? 
this is a really neat title. I did, I don't know, it was a while back. I, I did know this one existed and was watching it for a little bit, forgot about it, and then it popped out. No, it's kind of a cheat map because of all the reviews popped for it. So I was like, oh, crap, it's out. I'm, you know, I'm, hmm, maybe I can get it. What's the sale like? It actually doesn't come out till 10-3. So, you know, it's kind of like next week, really, sort of. But, hey, listen, I'd already done all the work. I'd watched like five reviews for this damn thing. I thought it was out because all the reviews just did the big dump. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, here we go. It's going to be out tomorrow well it technically be out tomorrow you know you know how it usually goes with the reviews run when we do the show and then i went and looked looked after the, all the reviews and went no nah, i'm still doing it. i don't care screw it so 10-3 shush man god bless you're just you're negative nancy and everything today go get silent hope folks don't let this poor game that looks really awesome just fall into the abyss <laughs> because it looks really good it looks like a lot of fun i definitely want to pick it up I don't know how much it's going to cost, so maybe we'll see, depending on the cost of it right away. But at least on sale, I'll get it for sure, because I, I love this uh, this old school beat. I'm, I'm down with it, man. Now, I'm just disgusted. How could you talk about a release of something that's not released yet, whereas I'm going to talk about a game that comes out tomorrow, so also not released yet, but... Look, it's Cocoon. It's a game we've been watching, and at least I've been watching. And every time they show some more of it, I get more excited. And it's finally here. This is the puzzle game where you are a little, like a little moth dude in Explore World. And then when you come out of the world, it's a little marble that you put on your back. This is developed by Geometric Interactive, published by Annapurna Interactive. It will be dropping tomorrow for PlayStation, PC, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox. So everything except for mobile. And I've said it already. That's the gimmick. You are this little creature, and you go around and solve puzzles. There's no direct story. There's no dialogue. There's no on-screen text. There's no nothing. So you got to figure out what the story is from environmental cues, the kind of stuff you're going through. And you're going from, they've specifically mentioned these two biomes, so it's not a spoiler. In all the reviews I've watched, you start out in a desert world, and then this is the one where you're solving the puzzles and going around, and then surprise, when you come out of the desert world, that's when you whoop. You come out and the whole world is this little orb that you can put on your back and you're out in this alien technological environment and using the orb to activate switches and activate portals and then eventually you're jumping into other worlds and exploring them and then when you come out, that world also is a little orb and you can take the other world inside of the other world to solve puzzles and beat bosses and unlock new abilities that affect the way your orbs act Everything that I've seen about this, I've watched, I think, three reviews on it, and those all dropped, like, at noon. So as I was scrolling for reviews earlier in the day, no Cocoon reviews. Scrolled through at lunchtime, oh, posted 15 minutes ago, posted 8 minutes ago. All three reviews I've watched, 9 out of 10. They've used words like magical, mind-bending, completely unique, you know, things like this. And it's exactly what I wanted it to be. You know, we've we've seen the trailers, we've seen the teasers and go, man, they could do some really cool stuff with that. And from all accounts, they are doing some really cool stuff with this. Taking worlds inside of other worlds and jumping into those worlds that you took in to use the things that are inside those worlds to affect the things back out. Amazing. Certain reviewers have said that it's that kind of mind-bending puzzlery, like when Portal hit its stride. If anybody actually played Portal all the way through, you know you got to that point where you were as the tagline said, thinking with portals. You thought in a different way because you can use these to do different things. You're going to be doing that in this game too. And I'm excited for it. I've been excited for it. To hear that it's out and it's fantastic and phenomenal, I'm even more excited. 
Now, it is a shorter game because it's a pure puzzle game. I've been here in five to six hours, but then there, there are like secret collectibles you can get off to the sides if you use your abilities in certain ways. And I've just been hearing amazing things about this game. So I'm so happy that it's going to be out, that I'm going to get it, that I'm going to have an amazing time with it. It's Cocoon. It's everything that I wanted it to be, apparently. And here it is for me and you and everybody out there. Man, oh man, look at that. Some wonderful games coming at you, folks. Let me tell you, not only are those games coming at you, but a big change is coming at you, all right? The big dog over at Sony itself, the CEO, the mastermind, the boss, Jim Ryan is stepping down as of March 2024. Who could have seen it coming? I didn't. I just assumed he was just going to stay. Because everything at Sony has been fine, at least to my knowledge. I haven't seen any big news saying Sony's in trouble, Sony's made a wrong move, Sony's done this, Sony's done that. None of that's happened. I hear there's like some leaks that are being threatened over at Sony, but you know that's not what I would attribute to Jim Ryan or nothing. So it came to us as a shock, really. I don't really have any personal like like love or anything for Jim, but the ship's been sailing and the ship's been sailing steady. So just kind of weird that he'd just kind of cruise off now. I mean, he has been with the company for like, what, 30 years or something like that. So it makes some sense. But at the same time, when you're rich, rich, and everything's going great, you know, you just keep getting more rich. That's always a tribute to rich people, right? They just keep getting more money. So why stop getting more money when nothing's bumpy or hard or difficult? I feel like this is a weird one, too, because I know who Jim Ryan is, and we've seen him on a couple states of play. But he's not like the face face of PlayStation in my head. For some reason, like when it was Kaz Harai, he was the face of PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And when he went away and Jim Ryan came in, it was like, whew, PlayStation had no face anymore. So, I mean, it is weird, but in my own world inside my head, I'm just like, oh, okay. But I mean, even so, I don't attribute a lot of people to their companies anymore because they've gone through... A few. Like Phil Spencer is around for Xbox, but when I think of Xbox, I don't think of that man's face. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. Used to be able to do that. Well, see, I do attribute Phil Spencer to Xbox, but that's just because I've seen him and watched him and listened to him on so many shows and whatnot mm-hmm. that it's ingrained in my brain. Whereas I agree wholeheartedly with you with Jim Ryan. Yeah. He's not out there on shows. He ain't out there on podcasts. He ain't he ain't with the people. So it's never I, – I know he who he is, but I don't go PlayStation. Jim Ryan, that's the guy, there's the man. Yeah, we've kind of gone away from that era of Kaz and Phil, and like, you know, Phil and Reggie would get together on yeah, stage a Reggie. couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a big thing. And now Reggie's gone, so it's, I don't even know who it is, because Iwata's gone. I have no idea, yeah. Except it's, I do know, it's Doug Bowser, but. Well, I mean, him, <laughs> but like the Japanese guy, I don't even know his name, and he's on every oh, yeah. Nintendo Direct. I have no idea. So, I don't know, it feels weird, and. The only thing I know Jim Ryan from is every everybody on Twitter who goes nuts about Jim Ryan or Phil Spencer and pitting them against each other. That's the only thing I know because I've seen him once on one state of play, and that's that's it. Like you said, it is weird for heads of companies to leave when everything's going well, but hey, who knows? Maybe he wants to go yeah. be a dad. You know? I, I, there's no way I would know. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's hostile or there was a mistake made and they're kind of underground forcing him to retire. But at the same time, it does seem strange because, like I said, if everything's going great and you're making bajillions of dollars, why not just keep making bajillions of dollars? I mean, Reggie did leave since we mentioned him. It's not like That's Nintendo true. went and under and you know, anything. He just time to move on, maybe. 
True. Maybe it is that. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it, though, because, you know, it gives us a chance to see a new Sony, a new direction for the, the company. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. But I'm always pro, you know, change, pro something new to see what happens. Maybe we'll get uh, PlayStation 5, we'll get uh, the themes going again. You know, who knows? And I was going to say, maybe you get a new, more engaged face. So you can have somebody who you know is going to pop up in every state of play or every, you know, big showcase. Hey, it's me, and I'm here to tell you all about doodly doodly do. That's very true. So, anywho, hey, Jim, thanks for keeping the ship going all these years. Take it easy. But we got many months before that actually happens. But the news is breaking now, so we're letting you know at this point in time. And speaking of breaking news, Eric's going to bring you the PlayStation news, because of course he is. And I'm the sole bastion, the last exemplar of the Xbox news. And I couldn't not mention at least some of this news, because there was a big break over the last week or week and a half or however long it's been. A giant PDF document of all Xbox's plans and thoughts and emails and things people wrote on a cocktail napkin all got leaked. It's leaked everywhere. Every single plan that Microsoft has ever made, it's been leaked. And Phil Spencer says, well, this is from like a bunch of months ago, and it's been a while, and we've moved on from some of this stuff. But some of the interesting things I figured I'd pick out of this, Project Brooklyn, the code name for the Series X mid-gen refresh. We talked about PlayStation getting its refresh and what's Xbox going to do. And everybody who first reported on this said, this is their next-gen step up. It's going to be the next thing and the blah, 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 blah. But if you look at the actual leaked image, the text on it says Series X refresh, not upgrade. So I was going to say, hey, this is Xbox doing the thing that you wanted them to do. But maybe not, because it just talks about increased storage capacity, which is good. Everybody wants faster Wi-Fi, which is also good. You can't say no to that. Reduced power consumption, better Bluetooth, all kinds of other stuff. But it didn't specifically say, you know, a massive performance upgrade, anything like that. But... If you're looking to get a Series X and you've been holding off for a while, allegedly in October of 2024 is when this is going to drop. It will be digital only, though. Apparently for now, that's another thing people have been talking about. I'm a physical collector myself, but I have a digital only console for Xbox anyway, and I use it as a Game Pass you know, streaming device, essentially. Not streaming, but you know what I'm saying. So I don't see it as a big deal because I'm already kind of, I got my half foot in there. But as we talked about offline... Sony's going that way anyway. They're going to have you buy the disc clunk on add-on. So I don't see any reason why they couldn't do this with the new Brooklyn Series X upgrade. I don't want to say the new Xbox because that's not what it is, but the, the new version of this. So I think the next bit is a little more interesting, but hey, you got any comments on that one, Eric? Only a mild one, and a refresh is fine. I have nothing wrong with that. And like you said, there are some minor tweaks and stuff that's going to make the system run better, but... With the knowledge that Sony's probably going to be more along the lines of the PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 4 Pro, I I do think maybe they should try to... I don't think they got to go crazy, but maybe step something up just because that, that appeal is going to be greater for, hey, no, I'm getting the half step up in technology and graphics and all the other crap versus with this one. It's just you know some minor tweaks and variances that make the uh, whole thing run a little bit smoother. And as we said, maybe that is the plan now. Maybe this was the early. Hey, exactly. We're going we're gonna to shine it up a little bit. But, oh, actually, if we were thinking about it some more, maybe a mid-grade little boopity-boop. We did add cool. extra ray tracing features. We did add this or that. So with that being in mind that it's kind of old news, maybe that's exactly what they're doing. I suspect it probably is. 
I don't think you spend this kind of money to do a, just a simple refresh midway through. So I, I feel like we're going to get a little bit more from that Xbox than people are currently suspecting. As for the disc portion, the world's moving on. You know, I, I understand people love discs and they love, you know, the permanence of it. I did too. I still do to an extent, except I've moved on. I've just accepted that the world is going this way. Get on the board now so I'm not the last man crying and whining about something that's dead for most everybody. And just like you said, Matt, guess what? PlayStation's already going to serve it to you, discless, and then sell you an extra attachment to have your disc thing. You don't think Xbox is going to do that? You're crazy. They're going to do it too. They're going to be like, oh, for $79.99, you just buy this thing and you put it in the front toggle here and boom, you can use the disc. It's great, right? Woohoo! Everybody celebrates. It's all good. It's fine. You'll still get your collector's editions that you can buy and everybody will be happy. So I wouldn't worry none about that. But the other thing that makes me a little bit more happy because it's something that you can have in your hot little hands and have legit upgrades as long as the stuff is true like some actual upgrades to the xbox controller that people have been wanting for years including myself so i'm pointing at myself when i say this the sibyl controller it's an upgraded controller that features a one of the one of the things it should have been in the xbox controller for a long time a rechargeable damn battery built in you don't have to buy a second hand you don't have to buy a first party you don't have to buy the rangers charging stand that comes with the thing a rechargeable battery built into the controller, modular thumbsticks, so if you get some thumbstick drift or you like the, the tall thumbsticks or the short ones, swap those in and out, better haptics. People have been talking about maybe this is going to be PS5-level stuff with the triggers and all the things, and it should be a small thing, but you and I, Eric, both know, and people who've played on PS5 know, it is legit. It's a small thing, but it, it, it changes the game, especially with shooter games, which are obviously big on Xbox. When you feel that trigger pull... I was just thinking about that while playing Starfield. After I read this and heard about the upgrades, I went, man, my rifle already feels really good when I'm going pow, 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 pow. Man, it would just feel that much better if I felt it in my trigger finger. That kind of stuff. This might be coming out in 2024 also for only $70, so you're not stepping up to an elite tier. You're getting basically the same price as the regular controller. But the one thing that makes me sad, they're talking about quieter buttons and thumbsticks. No. No, that's the one thing you can't do. When I play on my Xbox and I'm playing an indie game or I'm playing Starfield and I'm clicking around with that D-pad and it's going snap, pop, boom, bang, boom, and I'm hammering on those buttons and they're going pow, 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 pow. That's what Xbox feels like. You can't, you can't make it quieter. You can't do it. When I play PlayStation 5 and it goes, that's fine. When I play Xbox, I want to hear pop, pop, pop. Pow, pow, pow. It's just, it's intrinsic. It feels good. Other people say, that's going to be actually really nice because the controller's a little too loud as it is. If that's you, great. That's not me, though. You can't do that to me. How could you do that to me? Well, you know, I'm sorry, man. Hopefully, maybe they'll have a second version that keeps the clackety clacks for you. Louder clacks. Louder clacks to make you feel better. I can't speak to it because I don't use those controllers. Uh, the only controller I do use as an Xbox controller is the Wolverine, Razer Wolverine. That I use for my, of course, Game Pass games on the PC. And that has its own clacks, its own clicks. So I cannot tell you whether I like the Xbox clickety-clacks or not. So I can't speak to it. But I'll say congratulations, Xbox folks. You're getting some haptics, man. You're going to love it. Welcome aboard. That's the that's the future right now. Haptics. Haptics are awesome. They make the game feel better. You don't think about it, but they do. 
They do. They they work and they feel better and it makes you feel better. I promise you, you're going to feel better. And the last bit of news that I'll get into, because there's some stuff about games and how they how Xbox thinks about this other stuff, but they were talking about, and again, plans change, old plans, new plans, who knows. They were talking about the next-gen Xbox launching in 2028, so about an eight-year turnaround, which is around the seven to eight years that we normally get for a generation. But they've been talking about that being a cloud hybrid machine. So obviously we know Xbox with the whole... Microsoft, Blizzard, Activision, King, the whole thing. That was a big stuff about cloud gaming. From the plans that got leaked, they're going to want to be dipping their toes into cloud gaming. And that's the last thing I want to say about that controller, because I didn't think about this at all. But somebody brought it up when I was watching their their talk around about the leaks. They said that Sibyl controller will be direct to cloud and have direct to cloud functionality. So it will link itself to the servers off in Timbuktu. So it's not going from the controller to your Xbox, to the cloud, and back with that, you know, input latency delay, this has a chance to, if you're into the cloud streaming and doing that stuff, to reduce that input lag by at least a little bit. So if you're going to be into that, so far none of us are. I know Eric's not, I'm not. But it sounds like a good good and necessary upgrade. If Xbox wants to go that way, this is the kind of thing you're going to need to help that out. So maybe, maybe those fast-paced games will play a little bit smoother and not feel so clunkety-clunks like people have talked about in the past. And I 100% think that's the way Xbox is going to go. We've talked about in the past. They're going to have it so you just have a TV, you click your Xbox app, and you go play your video games. And you're going to use this controller, which they took from Stadia, I believe, who did this already with their controller, which allows you to sync directly up so you get you know less lag, less you know input lag and all that. It's just a no-brainer. Good on them. And it's just slowly, gradually getting to where they want to be and easing everybody into it is what I think they're kind of doing here. And honestly, you know, I'm not a big cloud gamer. I like my physical media. I like owning things. But when you have a service like Game Pass that just has a buffet, a smorgasbord of games you can play, how much better and cooler would that even be if you can just go, oh, I'm going to play Liza P today. I'm going to try it out. And you click the button and you're just playing it. You don't have to wait for a 60-gig download and then, oh, it's ready to play, but it's only ready to play to get to the title screen because it's still got to download all the actual assets. You would just go, bloop, there it is. I'm literally playing it. I mean, that's that sounds like the the ultimate endgame of something like Game Pass. We have a bunch of games. Click the button and just play them now. Try this, try that, do this, do that. Boom, there you go. I agree. It's going to be great. Can't wait to see how it all goes forward. One thing that's not great, Matt, and I got two other pieces of news here. We'll start with the the one bad one, and end with the the cool one here. All right, and that's Epic Games is cutting about 870 people. Some stars just say it's like 900, but in that range, and they're letting them go. It's already happening. You can go to Twitter, and if you follow a lot of these folks, you already seen a bunch of them saying they're out of a job today, and whatnot. And it always sucks. It does. But uh, they had a big hurrah uh, meeting with uh, Sweeney, who's the big dog over there, and they said this just the bottom line is that they've been operating, losing money, basically, for a while now. So they, they, they are not making money with what they've got coming out and the uh, personnel, et cetera, staffing that they have. And then he explains to, whether well, it's all excuses, who knows? I, I'm not in it that deep. So, But he says, basically, in a nutshell, that Fortnite is making great money, but it's not making the swings in money that they were anticipating it was going to make based off what they were moving to and going to. And therefore, they're kind of having to figure out where to cut at. And they decided with the people, Matt. They decided with the people. Now, before 
because everybody's getting mad about this. And before you go nuts, I just want to say, in my own opinion, it sucks. It always sucks getting laid off. It's not cool. I'm not like, oh, yeah, whatever. That's the way it goes. I get it. However, I do have to say, they're getting a six-month severance and six-month health care. Nice. So they have six months to find a new job. Find, and I know it's harder in game dev because you have to move. You know, you have to go wherever the developers are most of the time. Some of them are swinging this way over to, you know, at home, remote for, you know, permanent. But that's not the way everybody's gone yet. And so I get it's a little more difficult. But you got to realize... In normal America, all right, from, you know, two schlubs here in Michigan in the middle of nowhere, most jobs don't give you that, all right? Here's a little note for you if you're out in this wonderland thinking that severance is the least a company can do for you. That is not how it usually works. You usually just come in one day and they have police and security officers there and you just go home and you just have a job. You don't have anything, okay? That's how America works most of the time. So I will say, even though it sucks, that's they're getting something really it sucks but they're getting something out of it they're getting a chance to figure things out so i just want to say that because all the news articles are you know kind of railing on epic and getting mad and up in arms because there is a whole bunch of developer layoffs going on right now and has been for you know a year or two now i get it but i just wanted to get that out there because i don't think that nugget's gonna get said very much i think it's mainly just gonna be how could you blah 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 blah, blah and so on and so forth Good on them for at least taking care of their people to some degree. But I will say, because this sounds, gosh, golly, jeepers, <laughs> this sounds an awful lot like what we just talked about with freaking Embracer Group. Because we thought Fortnite was going to bring us in all this money, so we spent all this money on Epic Store exclusives and timed exclusives and this and that and the other thing, and it didn't bring in all the money. So, uh... What are we going to do now? We let's already spent the all the money, so let's just stop <laughs> paying these people money to be here to work for us. Yeah. And it doubly sucks because I'm not a Fortnite fan. Like, if you're into Fortnite, I'm sure there's people out there who still spend all the money on it and love it all the time and, and everything. But we were in Fortnite on the ground floor. It's not really for us. But it's been going for how many years? Years upon years at this point. So to think that it would still stay the giant cash cow that it was when it was the most popular, it just seems like flawed reasoning to me. Like, you play World of Warcraft. You've played it for a long time. It was at its peak. It's not anymore. People still do come back for the stuff, but they don't come back to the numbers that it used to be because mm. they've done it all already. And it goes up and down and up and down. But I would guarantee... But it's a gradual slope down. It's a gradual slope down, exactly. And I guarantee it's happening with Fortnite. It's going to happen with Apex Legends once everybody's off of that train it's gonna happen Valorant. with this and that yeah everything so but you know what it does happen with man league of legends i mean league of legends is awesome it's That's the best game ever made so cow, it's, it's absolutely fantastic <laughs> and wonderful <laughs> no i know i'm sure that's also on a on Probably. a slow gradual oh, yeah. downslope too. maybe slower but it's gotta be yeah and i know fortnite does the refreshes and they you know destroy the map and bring it back and all the other stuff but it's still fortnite so I don't know. Maybe their expectations weren't that high, but it seems to me like everybody wants their stuff to be just a gradual up, all the time up. But it's been out for a while, so it's going to start coming down. You can't have it be the big cash cow that it always was. I don't know. Sucks. Bad news. Yeah, it's terrible news. And maybe also uh, say, hey, well, we cut all these upper management's pay by such and such degree, and we only had to fire 600 people instead of 870. Uh, that's the best we could do. 
at least take a hit somewhat, maybe, because you know we all know the reality. Those upper those upper echelons at the top, they're making a lot of money, a whole bunch of money, whole bunch of money. And even so, it's not like Fortnite in this quarter dropped off and you lost three hundred million dollars. Exactly. So you knew stuff was happening. You've known it for like a, probably a fiscal year even at this point. So you could just slowly start. We're going to start trimming back. We're going to start leaning up our, our operations. And so it's not just like, oh, hey, 800 people gone. Pfft, bye. It would, you know, we're, we're trimming up this studio. We're trimming up this location. Do, 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 do. Just this kind, of, this kind of headline reads as all horrible, which it is. But you know what I mean. It could be yeah. a lot easier and smoother, and it's not now. No, definitely not. But like I said, it is bad news. Ultimately, I don't agree with it either. I just want to bring up the earlier bit because it won't get mentioned at all. And I just don't want younger folks these days to think that that's something that's normal and should be provided because they're going to be abruptly hit in the head when they realize that's not what average America is. So just be aware, folks. Young folks listening sometimes you get nothing. Most times you get nothing. Just be aware of that. Now, you said you don't want them to think that it's something that should be provided. Hey, it should be provided. It should be. I should get all kinds of severance. I want that money, too. So you said, you said it wrong, but I know what you meant. Yes. Gosh dang it. Oh, man. <laughs> well, anywho, to the last bit, folks. This bit's awesome. And that's Animusha and Devil May Cry are getting Netflix animated series and I'm stoked, okay? And I'll tell you this, the I think it's the Devil May Cry series is being made by the same folks who did the Castlevania series, which, by the way, the next Castlevania series just dropped like today or yesterday. So that's out, and that's got Richter and folks in it. So I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I'm ready to go watch this like right away. And I loved Donnie Musha growing up. I'm, I've dabbled in Devil May Cry. You know dang well, though, I'll watch an animated series of it for sure. This is crazy cool. I love it. I can't wait. And being an animated series by folks that have done the the right way on Netflix already, it's got a proven track record, so I'm feeling already pumped and good about it. I don't got to go, oh, they're making a live action. Eh, Maybe it'll be okay. Nope. I'm I'm on board and sold. Now, see, I haven't been watching the Netflix animes, but what I have been watching are the Netflix live action adaptations of the animes. So when they make a live action version of this, then I'll watch it and I'll be like, this is really good, just like the One Piece is and the Cowboy Bebop was. And shut up, haters. I don't care what you have to say. So good on you. If you're into the stuff, I should be. I should have watched the previous Castlevania, but I never got around to it. So when they remake this in live action in 10 years, I'll definitely watch it and I'll say, man, that really was good. I bet I bet the animation was even cooler. That sucks, man. You got to get on board with this. And we're going to end the show with that, except for this one little note. And I can't not say this. This is, it's sad. All right. Me and Matt are old. All right. We're getting old. We have friends that are even dumber and older than us. Uh-huh. I sent a I sent a little video to my friends today, and uh, via Twitter, okay, uh-huh. via uh, X, whatever you want to call it. One individual, being Matt, he got to watch it and he laughed and said, "Oh, this is funny." Halals, halals, halals. My other two friends, they don't. We are not getting on those Facebooks and those Twitters. That's where the government's gonna find you. They don't have those things. And so they both came back as we're doing this and going, I can't follow the links because I don't have the twits twits. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, too. It goes a level deeper than that. 
because the link doesn't work. I clicked on it, mm-hmm. and it, it throws an error page. Oh, really? But if you look at the URL that it sends you to, it has a last bit at the end, like, you know, question mark web viewer or whatever. You know, the usual, you're sharing a video, and it has garbage at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So all I did was delete it, and then it worked great. So we're talking about friends being old and dumb. They're old and dumb on two levels now, because, the, the, huh, what's going on? It's, Elon Musk says I can't watch this video, but it's you just you put in like two seconds of effort to watch your friend's video. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to well, do. Well, the weird part is is it works for me. That's crazy because I double-checked it because I was like, why is it doing that weird link? It gave me that mm-hmm. you know Twitter link. So I was like, all right, is this broken? I'll go ahead and delete it. But I just click it, and it just pops right up. It's no big deal. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, it's working great. Perfect. Uh-huh. All, all is according to plan. <laughs> so there you go. X, you failed me. You tricked me into thinking the link was solid, everything was okay with it. Dang. And now my friends who aren't savvy with that kind of stuff, they can't see it. So the joke's dead. It's all over. Here's what I'm going to do is tomorrow I'll send out a revised link, but I'll just be like, lol, I just found this really cool video. Isn't this great? And they'll be like, ha, that's super cool, dude. You're awesome. You send great links, not like our other friend, Eric, who sends us dumb garbage. You just watched it. You just watched the damn thing work, all right? I'm done. So what about you out there in podcast listener land? Are you out there on X trying to send links and you just figured out via my voice into your ear holes how to send it, how to do it right? Or are you all up in the Xbox links? Are you all up in the Xbox leaks? I said links instead of leaks because you got me all brain confused. Mm -hmm. Are you super hyped about the Oblivion remaster that I didn't even mention because Eric's not going to play it. He's going to say, Oblivion, I think, is too much like Fallout. And I can't can't get behind that. And I'll be like, no, no. What about you out there? Tell us your opinions, your thoughts, your comments, concerns. If you just want to say hi, hit us up. Email thirdshiftme at gmail.com, Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme, Facebook. Find us on Third Shift, Discord, discord.gg slash whatever it is, the invite. Patreon, patreon.com slash thirdshiftme. I can read that one off real quick. Twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. Hit up my house. It's 1278 Brick Avenue. Oh, crap. Uh, never mind. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't. Do it. Get them good. Get them good, boys and girls. I want, I want to see the SWAT team get on Matt's house. I want to see... That happened. I want to hear about it at work when they tackle him over with his bad back. And he's jacked up. This will be great. Good stories that you and I can tell each other over at Patreon, all right? Because if you give me those extra bucks, I'll tell you all the dirty deets on how Matt got jacked right over there. Three bucks, five bucks, a hundred bucks. You come on over with that, and we'll get in there. We'll get in there with all the fun stuff. That's how you can keep us rock and rolling without us having to sell our bodies or do anything other strange things to keep the show running. Matt's shaking his head again. He he, he just doesn't want to admit what we do to keep the show going, folks. All right? Now, it's, it's funny you mentioned sell your body because there's it's total side tangent here. But on Instagram, I told you all, it's all like gym and fitness content now for some reason. There's a guy I follow. He does like calisthenics stuff. So total body weight, you know, hanging on trees, being a swinging monkey man, you know, all that kind of stuff. So he's like, hey, you know, you can play with play with motion and, you know, just play with your body. Uh-oh. A beautiful moment. And it goes to that. Sell your body, play with your body. It's all in there. It's that kind of dirty episode you're going to get from Third mm-hmm. Shift. Mm, it's tasty. <laughs> it feels right. And you got to do what feels right, like giving us money in that tip jar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but if you can't do that, you can support us in other ways, like the mailbag. Get on over there. Give us some suggestions. Give us some feedback. Go give us the five-star ratings on iTunes, Spotify, or head on over to that Twitch. Throw in the Prime subs if you got them, or just money in general. 
All those things help us keep the lights on, keep us rock and rolling, keep us happy, and you can do it for us, or you can do something else. What else can you do? I don't know. You could probably listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 5th of October, a quarter-end episode. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be good times. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And hey, we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. And for the first time, it'll be a only one-person quarter-end episode. Holy moly. And then I'll just, like everybody else and everything else in my life, I'll have somebody else going, oh, it ain't that bad. You're fine. Let's go. Boop, boop, boop. It'll be great. Can't wait. See, I was going to say, maybe I'll throw <laughs> myself down the front steps so we can both be miserable. But, you know, now that you said that, I'm not no. going to do it. I'm going to have, I'm going to be sitting here eating sushi for the okay. next episode. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the moto. I'm going to get the sushi. I'm like, oh, man, my life's pretty great. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. Woo. Can't wait. I can't wait, folks. And you should be excited, too. The next episode is going to be so much fun, for sure. And we'll see you then, because until that time, there's nothing else to say but. Sit down.